0: Hi folks, welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, featuring distinctly qualified global change makers that are dedicated to creating a healthier planet, one where diversity is lived, expressed, and celebrated. My name is Julian Guderle. I am a committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. And in today's episode, my guest is Alinka Rutkowska. Alinka is a USA Today bestselling author, a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, and a top 100 Amazon bestselling author in business and money. She sold more than 100,000 copies of her book and her book creation process has been showcased in Entrepreneur Magazine. She's the CEO of Leaders Press and has launched all its titles to bestseller status. And so today we'll talk about writing a book and bringing change with it. And Alinka, I'm stoked to have you on this episode and for you to take us a bit deeper into your process and into your work.
1: Sure, Julian. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Yes. Well, let's let's start let's start right at, at the, the top of your work. You know, as first of all, congratulations for you know being a best selling author. And, and let's 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 start because I know a lot of people um, these days are super curious about you know what it takes to create a book that is a best selling book. Um, tell us your secrets, Alinka. Where where, where <laughs> should we start with that?
1: Sure, Julian. Thank you. Yes, well, definitely for anybody wanting to create change and make the planet a better place, a book is one of the best mediums that can reach anybody, really, um, because you don't have to be super technological to consume a paperback. And, um, you know, especially if you want to reach out to the uh, older generation, they're not necessarily walking around with uh, you know tablets and reading books or the news on their phones. I'm thinking about my mother-in-law, for example. She still she still reads a good old newspaper that she buys uh, in the in the store, and uh, she still reads uh, you know good old-fashioned paperback. So um, you know the the books really. Um, are super impactful to spread a message and if you want a bestseller um, and that's for sure aligned with your goals of uh, reaching more and more people uh, because that's what bestsellers do there are certain requirements to be a bestseller you could actually sell millions of copies and your book could never be a bestseller potentially um, if you sell them over a long period of time or you could sell you know a ten thousand within one week which is difficult to do but uh it's doable and we do that and that makes you a usa today bestselling best-selling author and then you can be an amazon best-selling author which is much easier to achieve uh in your um respected category so there's a bunch of different definitions for a best-selling author and you can let me know if you want to focus on any specific one If we're looking at hitting the big list like USA Today or Wall Street Journal, if we're looking at hitting Amazon, or if we're just looking to uh, get our uh, message into as many hands as possible
0: yeah let's let's start maybe with the process of writing writing the book first and foremost because I feel like this is what you know this is why I, I wanted to have you on the show is because i you know for me personally that's that's always been one of the the milestones on my list and I know for a lot of people listening and people I work with that writing a book it has become like a a personal milestone in the i don't want to call it a bucket list but in you know in 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 what we want to create for the world is like part of our of our life is to to write down not just our thoughts, but our missions, right? And so um, I know that this is something that's also part of your toolkit. So maybe we can start right at the beginning with writing the first words down.
1: Sure, totally. Yes, I actually put together a whole uh, framework of how to put together your book. Um, It's called Outsource Your Book. And you can actually grab a copy, a free copy at leaderspress.com book. You like to listen, so there's an audiobook there as well, and you can listen to the 17 steps needed to create a book. So, the first step is to uh, think about the outcome, which means think about where your book is going to be on the bookshelf, what other books are going to be next to your book, already existing books, and why would the reader choose your book as opposed to one of the other books? So that's the first thing we look at before we even write a single word, we look at the positioning at the end result. And when we know that we then um, put together the outline. And, uh, you know, you might already have an outline in mind, maybe you uh, use a framework in your day to day activities to achieve what you're achieving for yourself and your clients. Um, That framework can be the outline of your book. Um, or maybe you know it's something chronological Uh, maybe there was some important event that got you started on your journey and that's where you want to start with your book and then there were some important moments um, that uh, you would include there in fact when you're thinking about putting together an outline for a good uh, book whether it's fiction or non-fiction um, you do want to uh, make it so that the readers keep reading. <laughs> and uh, if you look at uh, movies, you will notice that every quarter of uh, the length of the movie, something happens. So at 25%, if you watch on Netflix, you can actually see that. Um, that 25% in something happens, a so-called point of no return, where you can't go back and you know, change things. Uh, so things get shaken up. At 25%, at 50%, and at 75%. Uh, and once you notice, you're going to keep seeing it. Like I see it all the time. in every movie I watch, like, okay, here's we're getting, we're getting close. Something's gonna happen now. It's been boring for a couple minutes, <laughs> or at least not as, you know, um, exciting. So that's something to look at as well. But nonfiction books are easier to create and they don't necessarily need these points. So um, a framework that we are using will work well. One of the best ways to think about doing a book is to think about the problem that your audience has and giving them the solution. So, you know, uh, for example, just to give you, um, you know, you're looking to do a book, right? So if you're looking to get it done, but you don't actually want to write it yourself because you're not a great writer, you don't want to study publishing, but you want to get an excellent product out, you want to have a chance to hit the USA Today bestseller list, you want to have traditional distribution, have your books in the bookstore, then you might be looking to outsource the whole process. So a book called Outsource Your Book will resonate with you because this is the answer to your question. So this is what you want to do for yourself. That's the start.
0: Yeah, that's a good start. Well, let's let's track even further back then. How, How did that first happen for you in your journey? I'm curious about, you know, when you switched from, you know, finding your footsteps in the world and and then you realize, you know what, I'm going to start writing. Uh, Do you mind taking us back to that place of of your life?
1: Sure. I worked in the corporate world for a couple of years in a managerial position. And I just hit a point where I thought there was something more to life than selling domestic appliances. Uh, which was, you know, what I was responsible for. So even though the pay was really comfortable and I was traveling um, around Europe, which I enjoyed at a certain point, it just, um, uh, I felt like there was something deeper in life than that. And so I wrote my first book. It was sort of a quarter-life crisis. Um, So it was a self-help book, um, which I wrote, I think, partly for myself. And then I uh, found out about self-publishing. I had no idea that existed, that was in 2010. And then when I found out about that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I don't need to ask anybody for permission uh, to get my book out. So I did that, I had some marketing and sales experience. And so the royalties of my book started bringing in more than my corporate salary. And when that happened, I thought, you know, you guys, I don't need you anymore. Uh, and so I negotiated a, a nice uh, so-called golden parachute. So I left with money and, um, and and my book was also generating revenue. So I thought, you know, I'm going to figure out what I want to do, but this sounds like that's it. And that's how I got into books.
0: That's really exciting and especially exciting for everyone listening was in the same position is like, there should be more to life than you know just following a master plan that someone else set out i'm also really curious specifically because i know you've been part of co-authoring uh or authoring a few children's books and i'm just i'm just curious to you know uh it's it, it probably had to do with you having children in your own life uh, i don't know though I, i'd love to know more about that process because I, I think you know, especially when we talk about creating a thriving world for humans on this planet children are you know first and foremost who are continuously coming to this planet to to live in a thriving world and so how did how did that go for you were you were you just like i've, I've proven it to myself i know how to publish books i know how to do this and then you you just you just pivoted to the, the children's market or like tell me about it
1: it was true passion i um decided to travel around the world after I left the, the corporate job and uh, I met my now husband on a cruise ship because I went on a cruise from Auckland to Sydney as the first uh, part of my journey. So that was the beginning of January. I planned to travel for the whole year of 2011 and I did, but I ended up traveling a lot with him. <laughs> I met him on a cruise ship and uh, he, he works on cruise ships, uh, but he was just uh, uh, about to have his vacation. So we traveled around and uh, then I got that thought of, you know, this sounds like someone I could have children with. And uh, so I started writing these books inspired by the various ports of call that we went to in uh, Australia, then in um, Alaska, Around Europe. So I wrote these little books called Maya and Filippo. And that's before I had kids. But I envisioned these two kids, an older uh, girl and a younger boy, uh, traveling around the world on a cruise ship. And every episode had some learning, including um, positive self growth uh, notes. So uh, I just really enjoyed doing that. And uh, I worked with a foreign rights agent that I met at one of the book fairs and she got me a great deal selling those books, the whole series to a Chinese publisher. And so a Chinese traditional publisher republished that in China and, you know, they sold a lot of copies there. So that was a really lucrative deal for me. Also, I got the books onto, uh, into cruise ships. So their gift stores were selling them because they were on topic. So that was really great. And um, funnily, or maybe not funnily, just uh, um, how the universe works, I now have an older girl and a younger boy. And until they went to school, until nice. the older one went to school, we traveled the world with my husband on the cruise ship. So, uh, you know, what I wrote about in the book happened for me. <laughs>
0: That's, that's amazing, Alinka. This is, I'm so glad I asked this question. This is the kind of story that I, you know, love to, love to share into the world. It's, it's interesting that, you know, you you say this is synchronistically how the universe works and very much so, right? We, we make the story we talk about, the story we share about, the story we write about, the story we interview about, we make this increasingly more our story as it, as it starts to happen and unfold. I'm really curious to to understand, um, you know, and you can you can trace it back to any instant in your life. But um, I've been interviewing almost 300 people at this point on various topics, and one of them is always trust. And so I'm, in, I'm curious to understand what is required for you to trust, and maybe trust in life as a little uh, context setting here, because you know when we make this step out of, let's say, the corporate world into a um, a much more freer paradigm of just creating our own, uh, not just safety net, but our own abundance. Trust plays a big role. And so, like, what's required for you to experience trust and, and to trust yourself?
1: Right. Well, I expect the universe to delight me. And it does. <laughs> <So> that's pretty <laughs> straightforward.
0: Nice. That's a very healthy self-confidence. You, you, you trust the universe to delight you. Mm-hmm. The universe certainly conspires in our favor. So that is, that's a su- super interesting answer. Um, <laughs> I'll keep going then. And how are you, you know, how are you consistently choosing optimism in your life? I feel like you're such a, a powerful, optimistic radiance. Is that something that with the current state of the world, with the way the, the world looks, that you, you're just like, no, nope, things are going to work out because the universe is going to delight me?
1: Yes, I learned this. I wasn't born with this or nobody taught me this. I learned this from books and from, that's why I love books so much. I learned this from books and from just wanting to be this way. I always admired people who were happy all the time uh, and I wasn't one of those people, but I thought, well, I could be, why not? And so I, le- I read a lot of self-improvement literature and now it's uh, second nature and I'm, I'm like that. So I know that I don't need everything around me to be perfect, but I can choose to focus on the things that are great. So that's what I do. Like I don't turn on the TV or watch the news to have all that negativity, uh, you know, to drown in all that negativity. That's sort of how I view the news. You need to be informed. Okay, well then I can uh, get informed in 60 seconds, scrolling through, uh, you know, the feed on my phone once a day, and, and I'm good. I know everything I need to know in those 60 seconds for my, uh, sur- you know, for my survival. <laughs> and I, I choose to focus on the great things and more of those great things happen. And I consciously program my life this way. So when I wake up, the first thing I do, put my feet on the ground and say, it's going to be a great day because why not it's gonna be a great day then I have a morning routine I go to my garden do a short qigong workout then I meditate then I do some um, breathing and I uh, mean that really sets my day I wake up 40 minutes earlier than the rest of the family 40 minutes earlier than my that I have to wake up my kids to go to school in order to go through this routine and you know that really sets my day uh, and it's amazing way. It's an amazing way to start the day. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. So throughout my day, I have several practices like that that keep me grounded and uh, and it allows me and to return, focus on the positive. Return
0: to positive focus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's it's interesting how this has become a revolution in the last decade, right? That we we don't need to pretend that everything should be perfect all the time because that's obviously a, a, an illusion or a program in itself, but the ability to focus on what is positive is really challenging the old status quo of the world or the news the the news that are as you said like a consistent um kind of yeah like a consistent negative uh Mm -hmm. swirl in our world and so maybe just maybe there's a better way to organize news a little hint here for anyone who's listening (laughs) let's make this their journey um i have a few more questions for you alinka and and one of them um is I'm going to ask it because, you know, you wrote children's books. You you have children at this point in your life. And I, I'd be just curious to know your answer. So mm-hmm. if you could single-handedly or, you know, with, with a team of experts, your choice, um, revolutionize the education system as we know it.
1: Mm. What would I do? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it's interesting to see the educational system that both I went through and my kids are going through. Mm. I would, um, I mean, it's definitely outdated and I would help them focus on doing things that they would actually uh, need in in real life. So there's some subjects that don't exist at all at school such as happiness. Let's study happiness. Where does it come from? How can you be empowered to be happy? Or financial education? Like how, how do you accumulate wealth? How do you build wealth? Um, So some are just the skills that nobody teaches you negotiations, like I did uh, a course on negotiations at university, because I selected it, but this should be something everybody does. Um, soft skills such as body language or right now you know how to sell through the screen like how to how to do zoom calls how to be able to sell via zoom and understand the body language when you can only see from the neck upwards so there's a lot of things that nobody's teaching at school so yeah how to meditate how to stay grounded these are all skills that you have to learn on your own um the school doesn't teach you that and the things that the school does teach you know i see my daughter doing these math problems she's eight years old everything she's doing you can take out your phone and do the same operation you know a, a fraction of the time <clears throat> so i understand once upon a time you need to learn you know how to divide the three digit numbers <laughs> and all this stuff right and maybe it's a good exercise for the brain, but I could find a, you know, better ways to do that, uh, to, to allocate that time or you know, learning something by just repeating it like a monkey when you could put together a mind map, learn how to mind map and uh, learn that way. But these are all things I teach her. Like I don't, don't teach her, take out your iPad, do the, do the algebra you know, on your iPad. I mean, I still think it's an exercise for the brain, but I taught her, you know, mind map this, uh, draw it, because then you stimulate the other part of your brain. As you're reading the text, come up with questions. You know, what questions could the teacher ask you based on this text? Don't just repeat like a monkey. So I feel, you know, teachers for sure are doing their job, um, but many of them are indoctrinated. Um, Even if they wanted to, they have to follow the uh, syllabus. And then there are for sure some gems that will just teach you amazing things. But in general, um, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to teach kids things that will help, help them have more fulfilling lives and, uh, you know, treat each other with more love and respect, the planet with more love and respect, be well-rounded and happy people.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um... Before we come back full circle to one of your books, I'd love to also know, because you know, you've know you traveled the world, you, you live in a different country than where you grew up, um, you live in beautiful Cinque Terre, for those, mm. for those of you who know Italy. So mm-hmm. what are your, three of your favorite places in the world, Olinka?
1: I love Italy. I love where I am. I wake up every morning, look at the sea, and I'm just in just at awe. i um, so happy to, to be here. Um, some great places. Um, I really like uh, Hawaii, the aloha spirit, and just that everybody welcomes you with open arms and they're happy. Uh, just such a great place, Hawaii. I enjoyed Thailand a lot. Very, um, uh, you know, very happy to see you and, uh, and very, just a great culture, um, great hosts. Um, in, in, in thailand a great place and i also that's already three places but i also really enjoy the new zealand and australia um yeah so probably in this order
0: <laughs> in, the, in this order yeah well the whole planet is really beautiful and there there's there's amazing people everywhere once we start we start magnetizing them into our experience but there's something about hearing from other people what they enjoyed or where they enjoyed it that just really gets me into this space space of connection places
1: suck (laughs) some places suck but you know you you can choose you can focus on the positive in those places
0: fair enough i'll let that stand um i want to circle back to your to your to your book outsource your book So the book is called Outsource Your Book. And you mentioned it a little earlier in our conversation, um, but I just wanted to dig just a level deeper and understand um, who you've written it for and what's the best way to use it to literally outsource your book.
1: Mm -hmm. I wrote it for um, entrepreneurs and executives who want to have a book to either grow their business or... Uh, leave a legacy, increase their credib- credibility and authority. And you know the best way to actually do that is by outsourcing the whole book writing process to somebody who's a professional and can do it well and reach uh, uh, a much larger number of people than they could on their own. So the way we do it is at Leaders Press, we uh, you know, start with the positioning work that I described at the beginning, do the outline, and then we interview um, the entrepreneur. Based on those interviews, we ghostwrite the book, then we uh, launch it. We publish it through um, Simon & Schuster. Simon & Schuster is one of the world's largest, well, U- US largest um, publisher, and we have a sales and distribution agreement with them. So our books are distributed through them and we also are able to get our authors uh, USA Today best-selling status. So um, you know all these things um, available in one spot are only uh, things that you can do with Leaders Press. So very, I'm very excited about our unique selling proposition here, and excited to work with people who have a message that's uh, worth sharing and spreading around the world.
0: powerful yeah this is this is really what we're what we're here to do right is we're we're here to empower and encourage more individuals to spread their unique gifts into the world and books are a a great way to do so um definitely curious as green planet blue planet is coming up to episode 300 really soon uh, there's multiple manuscripts of book approaches i've started writing and at some point sooner or later i'm going to stitch that together into something that's that's gonna you know appear as a kind of a collection of of the interviews and and the work that i've been doing for the last few years here i think i'd love to share um get you to to share anything else you'd love to add that that before we wrap this episode it's been great to have you on for um a, a beautiful episode from all the way from italy
1: well, thank you so much uh, for having me. Uh, yeah, if uh, you guys listening uh, want to see if it would be a good fit to help you spread your message, uh, check out leaderspress.com, download a copy of uh, the ebook and audiobook, a copy of Outsource Your Book at leaderspress.com book. And who knows, you know, you might be our next USA Today bestselling author.
0: That's exciting. Well, thank you so much, Alenka. You have a fantastic day. Thank you for being on Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm honored.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Here we are again. This is your host, Julian. And I hope you truly enjoyed this episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Check out my Patreon, best way to support the podcast, myself and the mission. Lots of exciting perks and ways to be engaged to receive more value, That being said, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe, review the show, share it with the people you love and have yourself a stellar day. Thank you.